Hi, I'm Michael Woods, Chief Scientist at the Asian Turfgrass Center, and this is the ATC Double Cut, where I take another look, a second look, at something that I've written about on the ATC website on my blog. This is a way I, I think that people can learn about some of these topics in a easy to consume way and I'm going to try to avoid some of the numbers, avoid some of the technical stuff. If you want that, please go to my website and check it, check it out. You can find all the information at asianturfgrass.com and of course I will be putting a link to the specific post that I'm talking about in this episode in the description. I want to talk here about uh, a post that kind of has a, a cryptic title. I, I called it Inertia as the Force of Inactivity. And what it's really about was, uh, well, some things that I think persist that we just keep doing over and over in the turfgrass industry and they probably aren't right for every facility probably some places could get away with with not doing the same thing over and over and by by doing the the change instead of instead of uh practicing inertia the force of inactivity uh by actually changing something and by being more active to change it's possible that the work could be a little bit easier and the playing conditions could be improved uh, I was prompted to write this, or I was prompted to look up the definition of inertia last summer. Uh, it was it was a maintenance Monday, and the USGA Green section had sent out a maintenance Monday tweet, a hashtag maintenance Monday, and it was something either about uh, punching holes to vent the greens, and that was going to make them better, or is anybody slinging sand today, something like that, and and it's just like. Do we need to be, I mean, my, my, my response to that was, do we really need to be mindlessly doing these things? Of course, sometimes we would need to punch holes into the turf to accomplish something. And sometimes we need to spread sand on the turf to accomplish something. But I, I don't like doing it mindlessly. And these are all things that I think... I can talk about because I've changed my mind on a lot of these also. And so so what happened on that Monday was I said, it seems like there's a lot of inertia going on, but then I thought I should really look up inertia in the dictionary and see what it means because I didn't have the definition right in my head. And of course, uh, I, I was thinking that it was something like once you get started down a path, you just continue on it or somehow just keep doing what, what you've been doing. But I found a definition in the Oxford English Dictionary, a usage example that was really interesting to me where inertia itself can actually be a force. And that helped me feel better on that Maintenance Monday because I realized that it, it is kind of a force to keep doing the same thing. It's not... Uh, it's not really a, a passive thing to keep uh, moving along the same path, but it's, it's a force of, of inactivity. So to read that, uh, that usage example, which was from a book from 1803, the, uh, the, the quote was, or the usage example was, inactivity may be considered 
as that quality by which it resists any such change. In this sense, it is usually called the force of inactivity, the inertia. And there was another uh, definition where inertia could also be defined as disinclination to act. And I think that that certainly seems to be the case with some things in the turf industry where there are very few or or there's no there's no evidence to suggest that that doing something accomplishes anything and there's plenty of evidence or anecdote to suggest that not doing it would provide equivalent turf grass conditions so i listed some of those in the post and uh, I'd be really interested to hear feedback about this. Uh, um, I've, I've heard some feedback from people who are like, yeah, way to go. Nice to, to, to list these things. I agree with you completely. I haven't heard from people yet who, who disagree with me on this, but I, I know there were people that are out there. And uh, I think Frost, <laughs> I used a, a picture of people playing golf on a frosted bent grass putting green in autumn. Uh, in in the blog post, and I think that's a that's one that's plenty controversial. And I'll tell a little story about my experience with this. In the autumn of 2000, I was a golf course superintendent in Japan, and as the winter approached and we came up to the first frost, I had every expectation that when there was frost, I, as the golf course superintendent, would be having the uh, power to say, okay, we're not going to play golf until the frost is melted. And so I tried that and it, uh, it didn't go so well. I, I got a phone call from the golf course owner uh, who was really insistent that we, we needed to let the golfers play. And I quickly came to understand that in Japan, when people make a tee time, they expect to play golf at the time they've made the tee time and when the golf course has uh, booked the tee time and essentially is is uh, has sold it and people are going to pay for that when they come to play the golf course wants to have that that revenue and me as the golf course superintendent stopping all that from happening did not go over so well and so quickly uh, i had to adjust what i was doing and just let people play on the turf and even when there was frost on it so we did that all winter and i've got some more posts on my blog site on my website about what the exact temperatures were that winter and i was i was petrified i i i told the golf course owner that i wasn't going to be responsible for any damage that occurred and surprisingly damage did not occur in fact we we were pushing snow off the green so people could play. We were we were melting snow off the greens with with water with hoses, just saturating those sand-based root zones. Thank goodness, um, but just doing all kinds of crazy things. What I thought were crazy things, and the turf did not get damaged. People were playing golf on frosted turf. It didn't get damaged. So I've really changed my thinking about that. I understand that sometimes people see footprints on frosted turf and a lot of people are very scared to let people play golf on, on frosted turf. I would encourage I would encourage people to uh, experiment with this because it's, it's also frustrating for me to just see uh, a lot of inertia with just continuing frost delays when there are 
hundreds or thousands of golf courses in Japan where people can play golf on frozen turf and it, it does not kill the grass. I listed some things about fertilizer, um, BCSR, which has all kinds of inertia, and that's just a very suboptimal way to make fertilizer recommendations or to apply fertilizer to any type of crop, including turf grass. And uh, people that, that implement that and use that, I know they have the best intentions uh, for what they're trying to accomplish, but that's applying nutrients, it's applying elements to the soil and to the turf grass that are not required and that accomplish nothing. And I, I really think that the turf grass management, the turf grass management job is difficult enough without uh, wasting time doing work that accomplishes nothing or applying products that accomplish nothing. And yeah, I've changed in this also. I, I know in, in the turf grass industry in the United States, at least it would be customary to apply about 200% more potassium than the grass can use, at least on, on sand-based putting greens, just, just on average across the entire industry in, 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 across the golf industry on golf course, putting greens, they are getting about two times 200% more potassium than the grass can use. And that's something that I used to do too. I, I did that when I was a golf course superintendent and there's been plenty of research, uh, over many years and I've, I've studied that quite a bit and, and I see continuing research about that that shows adding more potassium than the grass can use doesn't provide any benefit and in fact in a few cases you can even see some problems such as in, increased risk of certain diseases, increased occurrence of certain diseases and uh, possibly even a reduction in, in uh, drought tolerance if just by applying so much salt from the potassium that you actually rather than improving the grass's drought tolerance you you decrease it um i've written plenty about punching holes in the ground i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk too much about that in this um you can you can see that on my website but there's there's all all kinds of things dormant fertilization frost delays uh, herbicide resistance uh, of just applying the same products over and over. Um, there, there's a lot of inertia in, in turf management. And, and I was prompted to, to look up the definition last summer by that Maintenance Monday post. And I just thought it, the way that I like to manage turf grass today is, is really thinking about what we're doing, thinking about every everything that's going out onto the turf, thinking of every every practice that's being done to the turf, making sure there's a really good reason for it. And if there's not a good reason for it, I'd like to do the opposite of inertia and uh, have an inclination to act, to do something a little bit different rather than a disinclination to act and just continuing doing what, um, what has always been done. So that, uh, that's, that's something that, that I think is quite, uh, quite an interesting topic for me. And I, I would be interested to hear from you if you think uh, I've gotten any of these terribly wrong, or if you think that uh, there, there's some more uh, things that there's inertia in the industry and, and we, should, uh, we should be aware of those. I, I try not to be too specific or too aggressive with this because I know 
that there must be some things that I'm not, uh, that I'm not acting on that I should be. And so, um, I, I don't want to be too critical, but I, I want to bring the topic up because I think it's something that we can look back on and say, yeah, it, we probably would have been better if we would have changed the way that we were doing some of these things. All right, as always, you can find more information on my website at asianturfgrass.com. And thank you so much for your time and your attention. Thanks a lot.